You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit uses the story of Noah to challenge us to listen to God when He calls on us and to obey and trust Him even when sometimes it doesn't seem to make sense. Good morning, everyone. We're glad that you're here today. We're continuing our Great Faith series, and we are looking at chapter 11 of the book of Hebrew, which talks about the amazing stories of faith, the heroes of faith, as we call them. And last week, we talked about Enoch. Enoch was the great, 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 great grandson of Adam, and he walked faithfully with God for 300 years. Going back that verse, Hebrew chapter 11, verses 5 to 6, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And for the remaining four weeks, we will be focusing and talking about faith. The Bible says we have to walk by faith, not by sight. And our prayer for each and every one of us here is that we would have great faith this year even when the world mocks us, great faith, even if things seem to be going the other direction, and even if things seem to overwhelm us, the challenges that lie before us. Let's go to our verse today, continuing on Hebrew chapter 11, verse 7. Our verse for today's message is just one verse. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, not happening yet, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Who is Noah? We talked about Enoch last week who gave birth to Methuselah, who happens to be the man who lived for the longest time, 969 years. Enoch had a son named Methuselah, and he had a son named Lamech. And Lamech had a son named Noah. Right from the start, we see that Noah was going to be special. Why? Because he's the only member of this genealogy whose name was explained. His father said, he will comfort us in the labor and painful toll of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. His father said, Noah will bring comfort. Noah is the same sounding Hebrew word for rest or relief. So Noah means rest, relief, and comfort. What happens to be the name of our first grandchild over there, that little boy Noah. Such a cute little baby, yes. Now, during the life of Noah, human beings were so wicked. They were so wicked to the point in Genesis, it was said every intent of the thoughts of their heart was only evil continually. But there was one man who found grace and favor in the eyes of the Lord, and that was Noah. And the Bible further says that Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation, and walked with God. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, it says, Noah was a righteous man. What does righteousness mean? Noah was obedient to God. 
and it says that Noah was blameless in his generation. He was standing out among the people of his day. While they were engaging in unrestrained indulgence in lust and sensual pleasures, Noah led an exemplary life. He was different. And it's not difficult to realize that we can learn so much from the life of Noah and apply the lessons in our lives. We see their value when we apply them. And finally, the Bible says Noah walked with God, which brings him and puts him to the same class as his great-grandfather, Enoch. Remember last week, it was mentioned twice that Enoch walked with God. He did not only live an obedient life, but Noah had a vibrant, living, close relationship with, the, with God. Going back to that verse, by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. We all know of the story of Noah. We all know of Noah's Ark. We read that in books. We studied that in Sunday school, and it's just everyone knows about it. Now, we see Noah's life as being exemplified in his obedience to, to God and his willingness to follow God without asking questions. In Genesis 6.22, it says, Noah did this. He did all that God had commanded him. He built an ark. It was a massive ship, a sea-going vessel that saved Noah's family and two of every kind of land animal from the great flood that happened about 5,000 years ago. This is about seven stories high and 200 meters long. And Noah, with his family, built this. He just obeyed God when he said, go and build an ark. What can we learn first from the story of Noah? Practically speaking, we know that Noah lived an example of a life of faith. And faith is not just mentally agreeing to something, but acting upon what you believe to be true. Faith means action. See, God told Noah to build a ship, a sea-going vessel, on top of a mountain in a generation which probably hasn't experienced rain. Why would someone build a ship on top of a mountain in a time when no one has experienced rain? Noah's trust in God was that he promptly obeyed. Noah showed a life of obedience. And Noah didn't have to test God and say, you know, you have to prove me that this is going to happen before I build it. You know, this is not an easy task. You know how gigantic that was. It probably took them 75 years, according to experts, for Noah to build that boat. He was not saying to God, you have to show me first that this is going to happen, even a drop of rain, so that I will start building. God commanded, Noah obeyed. Genesis 6.22, he did all that God had commanded him. Now, Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 to 7 is one of the saddest passages in the entire Bible. Why? The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Noah was living in a time where there was wickedness all over. 
and people just completely ignore the Lord. And the Lord says here, the Lord was sorry that He had made them on earth. Our Creator was sorry that He created us and it grieved Him to His heart. God is a good father. He loves his children. And like any good father, like any good parent, when your child disobeys or commits sin, you grieve for your child. But you still love your child regardless. And that's how God's love for us is. In Noah's days, the people were so sinful that the heart of God was grieved so badly. He was grieved by sin during the time of Noah, and God is still grieved by our sin and disobedience in this time. You know, God is holy and just. He just can't turn His back on us and ignore us because He is holy and righteous. Now, what's exciting about this is that God always provides a way for us to begin with Him again. God must judge sin because that's who He is. He's holy, but God is also merciful. God is full of compassion, He's full of love, and He's full of grace. God will never put you in a situation wherein He will never give you a way for you to get back to Him. Remember that. God wants a relationship with us and always willing to go above and beyond just so we can get back to Him. Even throughout deep sin and a worldwide flood, God provided for Noah and his family salvation by shutting them in the ark. He's willing to do the same for us today. It's never too late for new beginnings because God will always find a way to us, for us, so that we can have a relationship with Him again. It is not by mistake that the first occurrence of the word grace can be found on the account of the flood. It was the first time that the word grace was mentioned in the Bible. The flood stands in the beginning of the story of the Bible for God to be able to exercise and demonstrate His grace towards us. Noah is undeserving, but the Bible says he found favor, he found grace in the eyes of God. We are all undeserving. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God's grace is the one that saves us. It's not our righteousness. It's not the good things that we do. It is only by the grace of God through our faith in Him that we are saved. We will not always understand the way God works, the way God thinks. The Bible says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. God thinks differently. Noah must have wondered, why did God have to do that? A worldwide flood that will wipe the entire population of the earth except his family? That seems kind of harsh, right? But God had an eternal plan in mind. Remember that. The flood was a demonstration of more than anything else, God's love for all of us. God knew that the world was in a state of sinfulness and self-destruction, and He had to intervene because He loved the world so much. He had to do that. Now, Jesus said, 
that the world will be much the same before he turns to set up a earthly kingdom. Here's a verse here that I'd just like to expand from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. This is what the world would look like, probably how the world looked like during Noah's time. And this is what Jesus said. He warned us to be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. People will be boastful. They will be proud. They will be abusive. People will be disobedient to their parents. They will be ungrateful, unholy, without love. They will be unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited. And people will be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It is obvious you just have to watch the evening news to see that this is happening. We are back in the days of Noah. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it tells us about God's patience. It says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Remember, it took Noah 75 years at least to build that boat. And in that 75 years, Scripture is insinuating that Noah was preaching to the people. For 75 years, Noah was trying to tell everyone, repent, come back to God. But it fell on deaf ears. People disregarded what Noah was saying, you're crazy. We haven't even experienced rain because there was just mist going from the earth to supply everything that the plants and, and the animals need, but there was no rain. And it was just like, you're crazy. You're building a boat. We don't even know what rain is like. People disregarded God's call for them. God is reaching out to all of us. God is saying, I'm here. I just want to remind you that you are going the other way. But most of us are stubborn. Most of us don't want to listen. And this is just a call for all of us today. We are living in a time when there's so much wickedness in the world. We're living in a time where people feel indifferent towards religion, specifically towards God. We live in a time when it is more important to work than to worship God. We live in a time where it's more important to buy things rather than to use the blessings that God has given you to make an impact in others, in others' lives. The story of Noah reminds us that there's an ark being built out there, and God is telling us you have to trust me. At the end of the day, there were only two kinds of people during the flood. The people who were in or the people who were out. 
Those who mocked Noah, those who said, I don't need God, we're fine by ourselves, we're enjoying life, this is the life. We're indulging in debauchery. We just indulge in the sensual and lustful pleasures of our, of our lives. I don't need God, this is life, I'm enjoying it. When the flood came and the ark, the doors were shut, everyone else drowned except the family of Noah. So as we close this, I'd just like you to take a moment as we stand out and sing the last song. And just ask yourself, are you in or are you out of the ark? And that all depends on the decision that you make each and every day of your life to wake up trusting God, to wake up putting your faith in Him. Faith in action, faith in obedience, and faith in walking with God. And when you walk with God, you walk with Him side by side so you can hear His voice every day as He speaks to your heart. So as we ponder on this, let's all come back to our senses and sing this song of love and praise to our one and only God who deserves it. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today. We're hungry for you, Lord. We've been doing things by ourselves for the longest time. Thank you for reminding us, Lord, that we need you more than anything else. Lord, we come to you today in full surrender as we rededicate our lives to you, Lord. Lord, we want to seek you. We want to draw near to you. And we can only do that by faith. And faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of God, the Word of Christ. We just heard the Word today. Just as Noah heard your commandment, he did not question you. He just obeyed. And Lord, may we just be like Noah. Maybe God is speaking to you today. Maybe God has been trying to talk to you. God wants to see your heart. Maybe He wants you to do something absurd. Like build a boat in the middle of the desert. It's all a question of faith. Noah listened. Noah obeyed. Noah obeyed completely. Lord, may we be able to hear your tiny voice in the midst of the clutter that we have in our lives. And when we hear, when we hear your voice, Lord, may you stir up our faith so that we will obey completely and follow you. That may we walk with you in every circumstance 
every area of our life that you would be with us. We want to walk side by side with you, Lord, so we can hear your voice. We want to have a deep and meaningful relationship with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for stirring up the faith in us again. As we go out today and spend the weekend with our family and friends, may our life and love shine the glory of your faithfulness and goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the long weekend with family and friends. And if you have any prayer requests, anything that you need to be prayed for, we're just going to be here on the side. Uh, don't hesitate to come close. We'll, we'll be more than willing to stand with you in prayer. God bless everyone. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.